I hate the internet. I'm tired of the internet. I'm tired of cancel culture. I'm tired of politically correct or being political and correct. Political correctness, that's the term I'm looking for. I lost the word. I'm tired of justifying everyone's position on something and people being deemed as being anti-someone because they disagree with it. I'm tired of seeing things that are deemed offensive because a small group of people disagree with them. I'm tired of oversensitivity. I'm I'm tired of it. Look, my my thought process works for me. My position on certain things may not be uh, in line with a lot of people, but I don't I don't I don't think that I think sometimes that maybe it is. I've I'm of the belief that majority of people feel that way. The ones that don't are in the minority. Look, I don't believe every person is racist. I don't believe every person that's white is racist. I don't believe every black person is not racist. I don't believe that the majority of men have been sexually appropriate to women. I don't believe that no men, I don't believe it when they say no men cheat. Real men don't cheat. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to general, general statements. I don't, they don't prescribe to that. There I go again. They subscribe to that. I think that people are genuinely the same, genuinely the same. I think that the majority of us want to do the same thing. Get up, go to work, come home, spend time with your family, not have to deal with assholes in life. I think that's the majority of the world's population. Just not have to deal with bullshit. And when you approach someone who doesn't want to deal with bullshit and ask them a question and you're looking for bullshit, you're going to find bullshit. Case in point, um, I know a lot of people that don't care if someone close to them is gay. And when I I say don't care, maybe that's the wrong word. I guess the right way to say it would be wouldn't think differently of a person based on that. Now, that doesn't say that people are out there that would that do things like that. Of course there are. Of course there are. But, you know, I think there are a lot more that would not do that than would. It's kind of the old statement, the old phrase of how you say, like, uh, what is it? one bad apple spoils a bunch. If you go to a mall or you're in public somewhere and you hear somebody yelling racist shit and that person happens to be white, someone may say, see, this is how white people act. Well, no. That's how that motherfucker acts. It's no different when you go, if you go somewhere, you see some black folks out there acting hood, doing some ghetto shit. Say, that's how they all act. Nah, that's not how they all act. That's them motherfuckers. The herd mentality is something we need to get away from. I think it's, I think it's toxic. I think it's dangerous. Uh, I think that it's not 
um, something that we can ignore, but I don't think it should be given the the time space that it they should. Like, let's think about it. If you t- if you let someone who has an opinion that basically goes against the general norm or is in is different than the majority, that person has a bigger voice. Now all of a sudden you think or you you feel being as a person that's not of that belief and you hear it in a in a, what I call the loudspeaker mode, which is the media, internet, TV, whatever, you think there are large groups of people that still like this. I can say something on camera and then there are five or ten different stories built around it. Then it starts trending online. And people start commenting on it. And the people that comment on it most likely aren't even thinking about it until it was said because it wasn't a thing. It's potentially just created. Like you can create a firestorm just by asking a simple question nowadays or saying something. Hey, look at Dave Chappelle special. Dave Chappelle special of all the special that he's made, in my opinion, was not the funniest. The first two were funnier. This was not the funniest. It was funny, but it wasn't the funniest. And oddly enough, it's the one I enjoyed the most. Uh, Dave Chappelle in his special reminded me of George Carlin. <sighs> George Carlin would do things like that. Also, George Carlin was white and he did it the last time he did it was 2006. Eight. So we're talking about 13 years ago in the 90s. George Carlin had this way about observed, a way about him where he, how he observed society and he made it funny but he also made you think a little bit Chappelle did the same thing and we all ranted and talked about it and people were offended and some people were not offended and a lot of people made videos about how they weren't offended and I don't want to do the same thing so I won't say whether I was offended or not but I will say what that um the response to it was harsh fast and it burned out. It fizzled. It's go, it's only going to last for so long. You know, it's kind of like an argument with your spouse. It seems like it lasts forever, but in uh, in comparison to the life of another relationship, eh, wasn't that long. And you soon figure what you're arguing about. It's the exact same thing with Chappelle. Like, man, think about it. Look, I think half the people that comment on that shit don't even give a fuck. It's an opportunity for them to get their voice out there, stand on their soapbox and say shit. They don't care. That's why I hate the internet. It's not real. I don't care what nobody says. You validate it because you give it you give it life. You give it val you give it strength because people look at it and say, well, You said this here, you said this here, this is on the internet. I don't give a fuck. If the things you say on the internet are things you say to somebody's face, then it's real. If you say something to somebody's face or in a one-on-one conversation, do you go back online and say it? Then it's different. And I know I've been a bit of a hypocrite because I'm sitting here saying this shit on the internet. So you figure it out for yourself. But I will say, there's nothing I say that I worry about anybody saying. I say it. If people were sitting or someone were sitting here in front of me, I say the same thing. I think it's stupid. You know, I mean, look, here's my example. Like, here's my thing on me. Look, you'll find me on Twitter, but you won't find me saying shit. 
I think Twitter is a waste of time. Um, I compare commenting and posting about somebody's thing they've done or something online to being the same as when I liked a girl back in the post cell phone, Facebook, FaceTime, text messaging era, aka the 90s and 80s. Pair that to being like, you know, when you had to go to, when you had to go to a girl to say something. Like, I grew up where if I liked the girl, I couldn't message her. I'd either write a note, which most of the time they fucking ignored, or I had to walk up and say something really fucking stupid. It sounded stupid. In my head, it sounded smart, but when I said it, it sounds stupid. Like I had a miniature stroke. That's how I had to do it. If I want to ask somebody something, or say something that's really like putting me out there. I had to say it. I couldn't text it and wait for the dots to come back. I had to say it. So I'm sorry. I'm not saying that the new generation, the way things happen now is wrong, but that's how I grew up. So when somebody sees something online, they angrily comment on it. I'm like, fuck you. You know, no second they're going to have. You don't know me, and you're saying it from behind the security of a screen, phone, thousands of miles, and anonymity. You know, a made-up fucking name. I don't know who you are. It's easy to comment on people. You know they're not going to come back and ask you to say something back to you face-to-face. You know, it's kind of like road rage, like motor muscles. People in the car yelling at you, oh, you fucking asshole, you cut me off. What if I go into the same store? You got to get out your car and walk your little scared ass in the store next to that dude or that lady. Same thing. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really get into that. So, Kevin Hart had an accident. I like changing subjects like that. Kevin Hart had an accident in a muscle car. Kevin Hart had an accident in a badass muscle car. And um, people went, wow, trying to figure out well, what happened. How did it happen? What happened? Who was that dude driving? Why was he letting somebody drive his car? Why did the car have safety harnesses? Even myself, I said, eh, why did the car have a roll cage? Um, you know, this, this is one I look, 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 look. I have I have a, um, a strong connection to entertainers. I like entertainment industry. I like entertainers. I especially love comedians. But I will say, I've never really been investing in their personal lives. It's just never been a thing that I've done. I've never really been focused on an entertainer's personal life. I know I had a discussion some years ago at my job, and there were some ladies there, and they were talking about Sean Connery. And I guess in an interview, some year prior, Sean Connery had mentioned or said or made a comment. This is I, I haven't confirmed this, but they were saying that Sean Connery said it's okay to slap a woman from time to time. And I'm sitting there listening at the time. Sean Connery like 78 or 82 years old or something like, like 82, 81. And I think the comment was from the 60s. And I looked at the ladies. I said, well, yeah. One of the ladies said, oh, let me back up. One of the ladies said, I will never watch a Sean Connery movie because he said that. And I said, well, of course he said that. I still watch the movies. I said, oh my God, really? What? I said, I'm not shocked. That's what he's going to say. And I admit I was taking a chance. 
because I was in a public place. I was at work. And I said this. And my rationale for saying it was that he said it in the 60s. Or the 70s. Doesn't matter. It was a period in time where it was okay to have a domestic issue with your wife. The police would come, leave you two alone. The world was different. The rules were different. The laws were different. So the way people grew up and how they came up was different. Now, sure, we know that's wrong as shit now. It's not okay to smack your wife. It's just not. And it's even it even sounds laughable to hear that at this point. But when you when you um think about it, go back to the eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds, sixteen hundreds. There was time you could kill your wife. There was time women didn't have I mean women didn't have rights. So to look at someone who grew up then, like bring somebody from Ben Franklin's area, since we all love Ben Franklin, we think he's such a great inventor. Look at some things they did then. It was illegal for women to own property at some point in time, at one point in time. You know? I mean, there were a lot of things. So when they look at that guy like that, I'm like, it's, it's kind of like crazy. It's kind of crazy. So back to my original story about Kevin Hart, you know, I'm like, I never get invested in celebrities' lives. Um, I watch what they do. I see what happens. And then, much like I do when they're on television, I hope you're okay. But if you're not, I honestly can't say that, you know, like, I get this investment, like, wow. I don't know. There's very few actors that something happens to that, you know, it really shakes me up. I think I can only name a few. I can only name a few. You know, like, uh, Bernie Mac is one. Um, Robin Williams, that's two. I can't think of another. I can't think of any others, you know. But, I mean, ultimately, I don't. Because I don't know them. Some people get involved in it. Some people get invested. They go out there and they're crying. They're holding up signs. And they're like super fans or midi super fans. But I'm not. So, uh, but yeah, but Kevin Hart, like I said, there's certain people. I, I have a thing for comedians. But, uh, you know, Kevin Hart had an accident and it looks like he dodged a bullet. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's fucked up. He survived and he's going to make a full recovery, but he's going to be recovering for the next forever. He'll never be the same. I, mean, I had a shoulder surgery two years ago and I didn't even break anything. It was just a clean up shit. And my shoulder took a year to get right. And to this day, I know it's different. I like to say that my shoulder's fixed, but it's not the same. It's fixed. Like the initial problem doesn't exist. I traded the major problem for a minor one. So what he had, I think he had uh, three fractures in his back and they fused his uh, spine. I forget what lumbar. I'm not going to try to pretend I know which one. But, you know, it's good. It's good that he's okay. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy he's okay. You know, I don't you know. I'm not one of the people that love to see your celebrity die. No, I still fucked up a little bit. I mean, like I said, I don't get involved in a lie. But not like I said, I don't get involved in a lie. But at the same time, I want to see him die. So it's another story. No, that's kind of wrong. But, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. It's one of those things where you see somebody and you realize, regardless of all the money you have, the success and the fame you have, it can all be gone in a second. You know, a lot of celebrities that passed or died so early. Uh, Heath Ledger, um, I mentioned earlier, Bernie Mac, Amy Winehouse, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin, not Joaquin Phoenix, but uh, River Phoenix, his brother. 
they all died early. Um, and several others, you know, the Tupacs, uh, a lot of them have been passed away. And uh, it's, it's tragic. So, I mean, it could happen. But at the end of the day, all the money in the world, all the fame in the world can't protect you from one failed moment, one stroke of bad luck. So, no, no, man. You ever, um, you ever been driving down the street and you look at the car next to you and the person's looking at you and you know they were looking at you and as soon as they see you looking at them, they look away? The fuck is up with that? I mean, just, just at that point, just wave and say hi. I had a guy one time in traffic. I kid you not. I'm riding up the street. I had my dog with me because I'm looking like an asshole riding with his dog. In, his past, in the pasture seat, like life is good. I'm living great. <laughs> and this guy looks over at me. We're in traffic. We're a major road. It's kind of slow. And he looks over and he waves. So I do the polite thing. I wave back. What's up, boy? What's up, man? You good? Man, you know this dude rolled this window down so I have a conversation with me. Now, I like people, I do. Um, but I like people kind of like I like firecrackers. <sighs> Short burst. Pow. Done. Ah, that was awesome. Done. So, I'm at a red light, but it's traffic. So, we're talking, and I forget what we're talking about, but all I can keep thinking is I want to go away. I want to get away. Now, I'm in a city that's, um, at that point in time, it was very affluent, very ritzy, very high class. I don't live there. I was passing through. <laughs> so it was even more shocking that this guy who looked like part of that city was talking to me. Now, I'm a guy where I'll talk to anybody. I don't give a shit. But as long as it's a short burst. Oh man, but um, he just wouldn't let go, and I remember that moment because even though I didn't want to talk, I realized how how open he was. You know, this this, this is weird. It doesn't happen. Moments like that are really rare. So I don't want to, you know, I I don't want to forget about it because it, it hasn't happened since. Like I've had people wave at me and look at me and say hi, but that's been it. Let's get a conversation. It kind of restores your faith in human beings. It does a little bit. For all the, all the negative shit you hear about people and all the negative shit you talk, you hear about, like I said earlier, online and all the things, the negative comments, how people feel this and this kind of consciousness and this and that and all that bullshit. When you see something like that, it kind of restores your faith in human beings. At least it does for me. Um, I, 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 think, I think it's well worth it. It's well worth it. It gives me hope for the future. Unless the planet burns up. So, if it doesn't burn up, we're good. If not, oh, fuck it. We're good. So, yeah. Somebody stole one of my bikes the other day. Again, if you're just tuning in and jumped in the middle of this, I don't do transitional shit. So, 
If you're looking for somebody to do some intervals and some nice little editing and some storyboards, it's not going to fucking happen. But somebody stole my bike. Now, it's not a motorcycle. So you can go ahead and call me all kind of Asian one. Oh, he's riding a fucking bike. He said a bicycle. I thought you were talking about a bike. You're talking about a bicycle. Fucking bicycle. No, we're not going to say fuck my bicycle. I'm not going to say fuck my bicycle. My bicycle was serious shit. Now, uh, let me back up a little bit and tell you about this story. I got to tell you this story and tell you that story. <sighs> about five years ago, we moved into a new house. And my house is, has direct access to a trail that goes for, I don't know how many miles it goes. It goes for at least 25, 30 miles in one direction. It could. So I, at that point, you no. Know, well, first moving there, I didn't really pay too much attention to it. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's a trail, whatever, whatever. So I sat on my front porch and I started seeing people on bicycles. And I said, holy shit, they're riding bikes. They ride bikes. And I would watch them because the access, the, the, the pass through was, the cross street was, like the trail was picking up, picked up in front of our house. Like it ended at one point. You had to go down the sidewalk, a little sign, tell you where to pick the trail up again. So all day I watched like average bike riders, kids, grandparents, senior citizens, young people, uh, heavy, uh, extreme bikers riding this trail. And it's like anything. If you're in close proximity to any activity, you're going to watch it at minimum. At the most, you're going to get some kind of interest in it. And that's what happened to me. I, I became interested in biking. So, uh, I had a bike. It wasn't a great, great bike. It was a Meyer bike. It was heavy as hell. So old brakes really weren't that well. But I got, I got, I got the, I got, I got the confidence to say, you know what? I'm gonna ride this bike now. At the time, I was in my late thirties. I hadn't ridden a bike in at least ten years. But you never forget. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm a bad motherfucker. I could ride this bike. I ride this bike all day. Now, I thought that in my head. What I did not know is how long a mile is. Not yet. I had no idea. So, first day I get on this bike. Well, first of all, I had to buy gear. I had to get my gear on. I had to get my gear up. So, I got a, I did like anybody else. I went out and bought the coolest shit. I bought me some Nike compression shorts. I bought me some sneakers. I bought some sneakers and the compression pants that match. I bought the shirt. I bought the goggles. I got the little headband. I got a backpack with a water pack on my side. I'm ready for action. Got my phone on my shoulder. Got my shit going on. The cord ripped. My headphone. My playlist set up. I get out there. First day I go. Um, six miles. I get back home. I'm in the backyard and I'm thinking that I'm going to die on my own property. I'm dying, dying, dying. All right, so I get up. I drag my ass in the house. It was not what I thought. I was sweating. I was dying. I was hurting. I needed help. So I went in there. I sat in the shower, shaking in the shower floor. Didn't know what the fuck I'm going to do. But I didn't give up. I kept riding, kept riding. And on that little piece of shit bike, that year, I did 21 miles by the end of the year. 21 miles. Which is impressive. From there, I was addicted. The next year, I started on that little piece of shit bike. But I'd also started visiting the bike shops. And I found out about different bikes. I found me a bike. I found me a bike for like $700. And $700 is a lot for a bicycle. I don't care who you are. It's $700 a lot for a bicycle. But do convince me. So I put it in a layaway. I put it in a layaway. Yeah, three month layaway. I paid it off in four months. Because it was $700. And it was a bicycle. 
um, I give a bite in August of the next year. Twenty, actually twenty sixty, I think I had in August. I love that bike. Instantly, the bike was so much better. I rode that bike as far as I could. I did twenty seven miles on that bike effortlessly. But I was in shape because I was carrying a heavier bike before that, so I was in shape. I lost weight. I had a six pack. My legs was on impeccable. My form was impeccable. I was nice. I was nice with it. And I rode twenty sixteen. No, it was twenty sixteen. And then twenty seventeen, I rode. And then I had surgery in 2017 to fix my shoulder because it was real fucked up. But after my surgery, I bought another bike. I bought a third, a second bike. Actually, a third. It was my third bike by this point in time because I had bought a purchased a mountain bike between there. I bought this awesome bike, well, over $1,000. Awesome. And I ride my bike and ride my bike, ride my bike. And um, now it's like 2018. I had three bikes. And I didn't need three bikes. I needed two. I needed a mountain bike and my regular riding bike, trail bike. So I let my kids start riding my first bike. It's still good shape, shape, but my kids know to ride a bike, so I let them ride. My kids ride a bike. So with your kids, I have to set some ground rules because it's not a regular bike. So I get my son and say, "Look, buddy, let's ride my bike." But it's my baby, my firstborn. Not my kid. The bike. The bike was my firstborn bike. I'm giving you this chain. You go to the store, chain the bike up. Nobody gonna take the shit. You be good. All right, Dad. I got you. I got you. No, do you hear me? Get me? You got me? Do you feel me? I feel you. I'm with you. I got you. All right. So take my bike, ride it. Boom, bring it back. Ride it. Boom, bring it back. Everything going good. Boom, ride it back on back. Boom. All right. Next year comes around, 2019. The rules are set. The chains on the bike. You got the key. Lock the bike up. Boom. Thing about kids that. They are operating on outdated software. And nobody's doing the upgrades. Like they see the upgrade notification go off, but they're like, nah, I'm good with this version. <sighs> Kia takes the bike one day, goes to the store. I'm not gonna lock it up. We live in a great neighborhood. Who's gonna take my bike? I whoop their ass. That's what he was thinking. Maybe he wasn't thinking that. Maybe I'm thinking he was thinking that. If he wasn't, that's what he was thinking. For this story sounds great. Come back out of the store, bike's gone. Disappear, Houdini, gone. David Blaine, gone. Comes back. Where was this? I locked the bike up. I'm telling you, I locked the bike up. It was locked up, and somebody took the bike. They must have cut it off. <sighs> As a parent, when your child fucks up, you have the job of letting them know he fucked up without breaking their spirit. Got to get a carrot. Carrot coming. Here's a carrot. My kid fucked up. And I couldn't break his spirit. And I gotta tell you something. I've had lots of stuff that I've had and didn't use. But I still have it. My thought was always that I don't use it. It's okay. I don't really need it. But if somebody takes something from you, however, that you didn't need but it was yours, your opinion of that shit changes quickly. As did mine. I was not a happy camper. I'm still not a happy camper. So, now I'm down to two bikes. My children have learned a lesson. They've learned one, daddy is crazy as fuck. And two, don't lie when you don't lock a bike up and say you do. Well, you didn't. 
So I did the whole thing. Hopefully, he's putting a port in. Blah, 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 blah. I never see the bike again, ever. Oh, wait. I have pictures. I'll see the pictures. But the bike is gone. That's my bike story. All right, folks. I guess if we for tonight, I'm out of gas. I'm almost out of vodka. So, I'll see you back here for the next show. You guys stay safe, have fun. And remember, Friday is the day to have fun. The turn down is always more fun on Friday. Be kind to yourself. And also be kind to me in the comments. I am Gregory.